0: Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. This is the second part of an interview I did with Nicole Kerr about her near death experience. Last week, we talked all about what happened and her journey towards remembering the trauma, beginning her healing, and some of the lessons that she brought back from the other side. Today, we continue the conversation about those lessons. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, number 153, I highly recommend that you do so so that this episode will make a little more sense and you'll get to know Nicole a little. She's written a book about these lessons called You Are Deathless. And I'll put links to that book and more about Nicole in the show notes. There are 10 lessons, and I think we only get to five of them because they're so crucial and and each one of them needed exploration and processing. Ma'am, well, I guess that's I guess that's what her book is for, right? I want to jump right back into the conversation. So just real quick, remember that you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach. And that's where you can get a lot of the most up-to-date info about what's happening with the podcast, my courses, and all that good stuff. I also have a Patreon page if you feel that this show is valuable in your life and you want to be a part of supporting its continued existence. All of that is also in the show notes, so check those out if you're interested. Okay, I think that's it. Let's get back to the conversation with Nicole about lessons from her near-death experience. All right, we are back with Nicole this week. Nicole. Thanks for doing this two-parter. I really appreciate it. But I just knew we needed to spend a little bit more time talking about these lessons that your book goes through. Your book, You Are Deathless, which, if I'm remembering correctly, is like the big lesson. You are deathless. Okay, yes. so if that's just, lesson just, one. <laughs> yeah, no we don't, don't We, we don't die. <laughs>
1: That actually is. I mean, yep. this is this is a science document from um, a company called the International Association for Near Death Studies that has studied this, and that is the first lesson: is we do not die. We do not die.
0: Um. So uh, when you say that, I mean, obviously these bodies that we live in cease to function the way that we expect them to function. Um. And so when we talk about death, that's what we I mean. But when so when you say you, we do not die.
1: What do you mean? Your soul, your essence, that is that, you know, when it's winter and you breathe out, you can see your breath. Okay. Your last breath on this earth, that is your soul, your spirit moving toward heaven. If you want to call it that, you know, and that is energy and that is what lives on. And that is what I believe we've all come here on a journey to evolve our soul with love, okay? Mm -hmm. And that is a huge um, learning experience because we forget what love really means. And that's why I say when God is love, it's unconditional. And there's very few humans that can actually love unconditionally.
0: It's a challenge to be sure, right? Like an unconditional love is is maybe the most difficult thing that we attempt as human yes. beings. Yes. Can I just clarify? So I've been thinking about this. When you say God, because I come from sort of the same Southern Baptist fundamentalist background that you do, I I, I hear the word God sometimes, and sometimes I'm really like put off by it because I think of it as being this sort of like male figure in robes, etc. But when you say God, that's not what you mean at all, is it? I, no. I feel like that's not what you're no. what you're saying. Could, so, definition of God, haha. <laughs> Just an I, easy, quick one, if you would.
1: You know, I'm not going to be able to answer that for uh, any of us. We're all on a journey, evolving, and you, each of us, has to have our own experience with what we believe the concept of God is. For me, that concept as of today has evolved into God is energy. There is nowhere God is not, Mm -hmm. okay? God never was born. God never, or source, you can say source, you can say creator, you can say higher power, you can substitute. It's something greater than yourself. I did not bring myself back from the dead. Something greater Mm -hmm. than me did, okay? so. I have limitations with that in terms of a human, no matter how much I willfully did not wanna die, I knew when I was up and this angel was bringing me up, I knew that as soon as I hit the ground from a human perspective, I was gonna die. I knew it. And so that, I couldn't will myself not to die. I couldn't will myself on the operating room not to code. You know, I, I, I couldn't do that. So that's that power greater than yourself. And that to me is this energy of this white light that encompasses everything, all those colors, all the music, everything. It's just brilliance. And it is, it, it can, it, it move around it doesn't say you know it's not constant i guess is what i'm saying you know um it's not a personal form of something to get attached to and that's why i called it the vending machine concept of god the way i grew up you put in the right behavior and you were going to get your reward okay except i put in i was a good girl i did this 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 I punched the Coca-Cola button and guess what? A Mountain Dew came out. That's not what I wanted, you know, or nothing came out. Where is the evidence of God, you know, working in my life? I prayed so hard for this and nothing happened. You know, uh, I was sexually abused. Why didn't anybody help me? Why did they let that? Why did God let that happen? You know, there's so many questions that people have about that. And it's like, well, that's because God is not a vending machine. It's not some person or form or thing that you're asking it's it's a vibrational energy Mm -hmm. of love and you just immersed in it and feel it and you're one with it so when you you say something your human body
0: yes so when you say something that's higher than yourself it's not just higher than yourself it is also yourself you know we are a part of whatever it is that's higher we are not lower beings and there's not like a higher being. And then when you talked about angels on the last episode, those are also just other beings made of the same stuff that you are. I I feel like that's kind of what you're saying. I also feel like, um, listening to you and watching you sort of, um, try to embody the words, like your body, your whole, like being your body's getting into the description, because I think that so much of this is, a is an experience of the God concept of the universe concept that our words tend to fail us. Um, Yes. It's a, it's a, it's an internal experience a knowing. um, And I think that when we can learn that lesson that you are deathless, I mean, which I feel like is for those of us who don't have a near death experience, this, it could be a lifelong lesson, right? Like trying Mm -hmm. to come to terms with that, because there's not like this moment of before you knew it and after you knew it in your body, right? So we're in the process of that translation. Um but yeah, so when we learn you are deathless and can also embody it, then we too will have that sense of having to like try to push the the information, the energy out with our bodies and not just with our voices, which has really been fun. So first lesson, you are deathless. Uh I know your book has seven lessons, is that am I remembering correctly? There's ten ten. ten lessons. Oh my goodness, that's great. Ten lessons. So Without going through all 10, um, so you are deathless, right? Obviously, that's that's big. And ask for help. We talked about that before. Ask those, those beings for help. Would you t- share with us a couple of the other lessons that you think are just absolutely, and we are connected. That's the other one that you mentioned. We are connected.
1: Yes. Everything and everyone is connected. Um, you are never alone. Mm. I think. You have to differentiate between alone and feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I lived alone for 20 years. Okay. I didn't meet and marry my husband until I was 40 years old. And so I, and my accident happened at 19. So for 20 years, you know, I didn't even have a pet during that time. It was just me. And so I know what being alone and feeling lonely is. But when I say we are never alone, Even when you pass, the spiritual realm is coming in to help guide you with your transition. Your um, deceased loved ones Mm -hmm. start coming in. The angels come in. They are always there and they come into, they are there when you make your transition. You're not going to be alone. Now, you're not going to have maybe a physical person in your family. And that's a lot of what happened with COVID is the human family member couldn't be there when their loved one passed and i understand because we are human and we are spiritual that you still you know i don't want people to misunderstand me you still have to experience the emotions of someone passing because we're human so the grief the pain the loss but in the all the signs that we love deeply
0: yeah that's what those are
1: yes but in the greater context, that person is in a whole different dimension, okay? And they don't need you there physically anymore. It's more about you wanting to be there for them. And that's the hard part.
0: Yeah, you know, and completely because,
1: understandable. Yes, right?
0: yes. And and normal and expected and healthy and good. Yes. But I, I see like from, from the other side, when you got to the other side when they arrive at the other side or make that transition they they do not feel alone in that moment is that they're
1: not they're never alone. okay
0: Oh, okay yeah. that i think that's really comforting actually
1: yeah it is yeah. and you will see people uh, toward the end um they'll like grasp at things or they'll go you know they'll talk about uh hi mom or or they're they're, they're having another conversation with somebody else and people will go that's crazy. Why is she talking like that? They're going in and they're crossing over the veil and then they're coming back into their body. And then they're crossing back and coming back into their human body. So they're not hallucinating for the most part. Okay. They really are getting closer and closer and seeing that whole realm coming in to support them on their, their way over. And it's very comforting to them.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And I think that we can um, along with feeling our our grief and sometimes anger and all of those emotions that we feel around you know the the death of a, a loved one, you know, hopefully we can also and i I think what you're saying is different than when people say things like, "Oh, they're in a better place now, right? And while that might be true, yeah. that's not really a helpful thing to say. I think what you're saying right. is that there's peace and there's love and there's comfort and there's also grief and pain and that people on the other side also understand what we're going through, right? Like we're not separated as much as we think at that moment, but that doesn't necessarily mean we shouldn't grieve and that doesn't mean that they are alone. I I, I don't know. Now I'm having trouble putting things into words. (laughs)
1: Well, they're in a, they're in a place of absolute, I mean, think about it. If you're in an absolute place of beauty, of light, of loving kindness, you know, there's no pain, there's no suffering. You're seeing, you know, maybe your, your husband who had, had deceased prior to you. I mean, you're going to be filled with joy. You're not going to be focused on the people that you just left, you know, so We have to be here and we have to comfort. That's why we need each other to comfort ourselves. But they have already, their spirit is already, you know, it's gone and it is free. And um, they're not constrained by any of the lower vibrations that humans are having to deal with. Mm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm and we should deal with them right I, again i think that those yes, are the signs yes i mean that's because that we,
1: we are human we, are we have human to do and, that yeah. yeah
0: and i think in certain ways we want to right i want to grieve those that i love
1: of course of yeah. course i mean that is natural you know and um but i think when we know the the true context of the bigger picture it enables us to live a happier life and to pair, prepare for our own graceful passing and to support others as they approach their own transition, you know, and we can uh, live without with,
0: with less fear, maybe not no fear, but less fear. Is that sort of, I feel like that's one of the things that you're trying to communicate with your book is that we can live yes. with less fear of these. So you are, we are never alone is another big lesson. What, what's, an, what's
1: another one. Okay. We are not judged. Oh. Let's talk about that because I feel
0: like, I feel like a lot of people think that we are.
1: Yep. I'm telling you, it's, it's, you think you may have made a mistake or something. It's no, it, it, it's not there. It never happened. You don't remember. It's nothing. You're not judged. And I think um, Jesus even said, judge not lest you be judged. Right. Um, God is not up there or, there's not people judging you. It's what we are doing to ourselves here. So we're we we're, we're
0: judging each other here, and we think that that sort of what's going vibrational yes. Uh, yes. experience yes. is also is going to continue. Yeah. In in the it next doesn't. realm, in the next dimension, And you're saying that is just almost no. laughable. It's, it just doesn't even exist. Nobody even thinks about it
1: yeah because god is like love pure non non judgmental love and i think that's where we kind of get hooked into the human is love has an element of judgment to it in our mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lives here as humans um and when i crossed over in in that state where i was in it's not that i had suddenly been forgiven for my mistakes. It's just that they no longer existed. Okay. Nothing I had done on earth was being weighed or measured. It simply was my story that had played out in one realm.
0: That's so fascinating because I think a lot of us are taught that we need to spend our lives sort of begging for forgiveness from this great being in the sky because there's a, a list, it's on your permanent record, um, yes. <laughs> of all the things that you've done wrong. And there is no judgment teaches us that that is a that's a earthly concept. We don't have yes. to that's we exactly can live right. without fear. And I think also that doesn't mean that we should just feel free to um behave however we want to and treat other people badly, right? Like it no, all works no. together excuse- because how could we as, treat as others get, badly
1: if yeah, we're all because connected as you as you get to know you and love you you would never want to do that right you would want to be kind you would want to be caring you want people who are disadvantaged to be raised up you know you you have a compassionate empathetic uh uh sympathetic part of you that wants. uh uh to see a better world, equality for all, you know, that, that type of thing. You Mm -hmm. don't want to tear down. You want to bring kindness and love into situations.
0: So no judgment isn't necessarily living without consequence on earth because there are consequences to our actions. It's just that there's no sort of cosmic record consequence for which you will exist in some sort of hell realm or purgatory yeah. or anything like that yeah. because those things rely on us being judged by this love god vibration and that vibration doesn't. doesn't judge so therefore those things can't exist because there is no judgment it's a little bit circular but i think i'm, I'm trying to understand
1: you just said it that's okay. right great that is a man-made concept of hell being down there and purgatory and you're going down there you know um that every spirit or soul, you have a baby or you have a child, right? I do. Do you believe that when that baby came out of you, it, it had original sin? I do not. I was yeah. told that
0: I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, We cleared that up before my child was born. And I was like, no,
1: my child's not born with any sin, original or
0: covers no, or it, anything.
1: And you, and you weren't either. Thank you. And, and, you know, when I say that, I'm like, how can you look at that beautiful, innocent? uh, Bundle of perfection? perfection? Yes. (laughs) And think anything bad, you know? I mean, that is just BS. I'm calling that. uh, You know, I don't care what you say. It is that that, to, to say that does it even make sense in our limited minds
0: the logic falls apart i do sort of understand why i mean you said it before like these are all things that were designed to control people right Mm -hmm. so we use we use a judgment system here in in this realm on this earth in these bodies and so therefore that would be a way to explain to people how they need to behave lest they be imprisoned in the next realm which would be hell right you can be in prison here yes. you can be imprisoned in the next realm and so it was just it's it's a, a, a template right and then but it it's wrong it's false and I think it's, it's a false those belief ideas, system yeah a, exactly a false belief system and those ideas are holding us back on yes
1: and that's panel. what this awakening time is about is examining these false belief systems and where did they come from? You know, Um, look at how many wars have been started Mm. in the name of religion and you've got God is love and yet you're killing, you're massacring each other, you know, and it's still going on, you know? Mm. So it's, this is, this is, this is time to start waking up to who, to the beings that we were created to be, which are, Higher vibrational love, kindness, you know, all of that, and treating um one another um with dignity and respect and um love, you know, yeah. and it's not matter if they're what color they are, or I mean that you know, when I was pronounced dead, I didn't look at well, I I couldn't look at the paramedic because I wasn't conscious, but I don't care if he was Democrat or Republic or if he was black or white or, or, you know, Asian, uh, it, none of that mattered. And it, it didn't matter to him or me. He was just doing his job and, you know, trying to save me. And I look at that and I think, oh my gosh, why can't we all just get to that point and realize we all bleed red, right? Yeah, we all... I know
0: that's a tough one because we are living on a planet where those distinctions do matter and they do have an impact on our lives day to day. And, uh, you know, of course, that's the ideal where we exist in a world where the distinctions are erased when they don't matter and celebrated where they do, but that we all have, you know, respect and love and compassion and empathy for everyone not just those that are like us
1: yeah and these uh power structures yeah have to change you know um I think let me ask you would you say that's one of the other lessons in your book is
0: to is that now is the time to yes. to wake up yes. now is yes. the time yes and Absolutely. you and me and everyone listening to this podcast need to do our part in that by examining our own beliefs What do you think it is the time for us to do or think about or experience?
1: I think it's time to wake up and become the being that you were created to be, not Mm -hmm. who someone else told you you should be. And that's the path that I was on. I was going down a path that my dad told me I should do. And so many people did not become who they wanted to be Uh, because they were told you couldn't make money at it or you can't do this or your whatever the reason was. And later in life, they get to 60 or 70 and they retire. And then they're just like, I wish I would have done this in my life because now I can't, you know, I can't walk or whatever the, the reason is. So it's time to start understanding and loving who you are. Quit shooting yourself, quit shaming yourself, quit second guessing yourself, learn to trust yourself and know that your answers and your healing come from inside Mm -hmm. and healing. Like I said, you said earlier, isn't linear. You know, we think if we do a plus B, it's going to equal C spiritual health, which is part of the wellness wheel is the most important part of it. But it takes us a while to get to that. We start with, oh, we're gonna go on a diet. Oh, we got to work on our physical body. Then we got to work on the emotional part. And then you get to the alignment of your soul, your spirit, your body, and your mind. And that is what is aligning you to be able to um, vibrate at a higher frequency, if I can say that. Mm Okay, Um, and realize that your spiritual self is the one that goes on, not the physical. So to start spending more time, you know, uh, asking, here's a great exercise that Lee Harris, who is an an energy healer, asked people, what does my soul want to tell me today? Mm. Just write that every single day at the top of your journal. And start dialoguing with your soul, because growing up in Mississippi, all I knew about soul was soul food and soul music, okay, and that your soul would go to hell. But I didn't understand the concept of what a soul is, you know, and so I think we need to, to start understanding that for ourselves, you know, and to start questioning belief systems that we just took on. And they're not working for us anymore. You know, we have to evolve. And this is part of the evolution. And our children, just like they are coming in wired for, uh, you know, Wi Fi TV and all of this, they seem to know how to do computers at two years old. You know, these kids are coming in and they're not going to settle for these old answers. Uh, they're going, that doesn't make sense, you know? So, we have to be the bridge. We have to be the light workers from this old generation to this newer one, and help it to be more in line with um, love and with kindness and, um, uh, yeah, more more beauty. Because yeah. um, I will tell you, we are not the only planet that has life on it. You know, and I do believe that our soul lives on and it can incarnate in different, um, times and space and that there are people who experience, um, being on, you know, their soul was on another planet where there was love and there was, you know, like some of the movies we see that are just like, Uh, butterflies and unicorns and all that (laughs) kind of sort of of utopian
0: society. Yeah. And
1: you go, Mm -hmm. and then they come to Earth and they're like, holy cow, what's going on here? What have you you done? Yeah. What how look at how you're treating the earth? You're poisoning your rivers, you're doing this, you know. So I think those those souls have a really hard time adjusting to the frequency and how to help here because it's just such a shock to them how you know we treat each other, the earth, our animals and things like that. So, you know, I think that there's so much out there that we don't know. And to just stay in this little narrow, narrow tunnel vision of this old belief system that you were raised in, it's not, you know, it's time to question all of that. Okay. I have one
0: question for you. One more question. I think I've asked a thousand, but one more question to ask you sort of before we we wrap this up. At some point in the future, and we none of us know when, but at some point in the future, you will have one more death experience. Yes. And when you do, do you think you have really embodied all of the lessons that you are giving to us in your book? Does it remain part of a journey for you? Is there? Do you feel like I've got it? I've got it on lock. When you get to that moment. How do you imagine yourself feeling?
1: You know, I will tell you since the book has come out and since I've been, um, I'm doing an audio audible version of it. So I'm reading it to myself and I still am getting triggered by some of it. So I know I haven't completely healed. It's always going to be a lifelong journey, Mm -hmm. but I know that I finally have dealt with the fact that I died, you know, and, um, somebody wrote a headline that, uh, you know, Nicole Kerr was killed and and I had never seen the word killed used you know because I was like well he did kill me you know and he thought he killed me for three days in the hospital you know they didn't tell him I was alive so he Mm. uh he thought that's what they said you killed Nicole and so I never had like that stunned me to to see that in writing and used that way but that actually was the truth, you know? Um, but I just went through something recently where now I've gone through the the fear of the the dying part. And that was something that brought up the suffocation, which was my last uh, NDE. As I was suffocating, my lungs were filling up and the needle they were using to draw the fluid off, it would just keep filling up. And so my doctor was like and i couldn't understand what was going on i thought they were turning my oxygen down and i was panicking and uh cuz i couldn't i was having a really hard time breathing and that has been my greatest fear is not getting enough air not being able to mm. breathe and suffocating and something happened the other day and it i had the worst pain right in the part where they stuck the needle okay and I knew that I was getting to the part, it was the fear of the dying process and the pain in that part of it that I didn't want to go through again. I see,
0: I see. Interesting. And of course we have no idea how it will happen. And so.
1: Yes, and I also want to say we need to start changing the narrative around death, especially for our children. Because in all the books that are written, death is usually viewed as doom and gloom it's depressive it's negative and that is not the truth okay death in itself is not that way and so other cultures the body is laid out in the home for three days you know uh here we just like put it aside you know don't want to see it until the the viewing or you know cremation or whatever is going to happen but children die Teenagers die, and we need to do a better job talking to them about what death is really about, you know, and to tell a child who's lost a parent, usually those children will go up to the other parent and say, Mommy, you know, you're not going to die, or Daddy, you're not going to die, are you? And you go, oh, no, I'm not going to, you're not going to have to worry about that. And your heart's in the right place trying to please them, but you're also, you're not guaranteed, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So it's more about telling them, well, this can, death can happen to anybody, you know, and here's what's happening to your soul. And uh, you're going to go be with so-and-so. If I, something happens to me, you're going to be with aunt Carol, let them know so they can have some sense of um, predictability or control, yeah, you know, some peace around you, it. So, yeah. some-
0: information where they're not trying to imagine and fill in the gaps when they're exactly. they can't they don't have all the information. So yeah. yeah, and I think you're right. There are ways that we could have these conversations at age-appropriate levels where children can feel cared for and not in fear for their own safety around the concept of of death. That's really interesting. Nicole. Yes. This conversation has been amazing and <sighs> I thank you so much. Thank you for sharing all of that um, with me, with with the listeners. Because I, um, like I I told you before, I think this is this is something that we need to be hearing right now as a society. Um, your book has ten beautiful lessons. We didn't even get to all of them, so um, everybody go ahead and get the book because you're going to want those other five lessons. Um, where can people find? I guess, more
1: information about you or the the book? The book is uh, on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's paperback and you could get hard copy and it's on Kindle. And next year, hopefully March, April, it'll be an Audible. Um, It's only $9.99, the hardback. Okay, so- Dollar per lesson. Yes. So um, it's well worth the 10 bucks. Yeah, for sure. And it took me 13 years to write it. Okay, I put my heart on it my soul in it. I was honest. I was vulnerable. It wasn't easy. I talk about an eating disorder that I developed as a result of not getting mental health. We didn't even get into that, you know, but, but there's so many pieces. And I will tell you the credential on my name. That means the most to me is BTDT. Been there, done that. (laughs) And I think as many of you know, you want somebody who has had experience. If you're going to uh, someone, for whatever reason, you want to know that they know what they're talking about, so to speak. Um,
0: I am Right. And it's a thing media. we'll never know about, right? Yeah. So thanks That's for coming back that. and telling us. Are you like, you know what? You were told you had a mission and That's I, right. and this I is believe, I and you believe that you are on it. You are on your yes. mission. And yes. so thank you for sharing the mission with us. And we can all start to do a little bit of work around our own uh, yeah. physical mortality, but comforted in the knowledge that we have spiritual immortality.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Thank you for your time, Nicole. I appreciate you so much. Have a fantastic
1: day. You guys as well. And it's been a blessing and it's been a privilege. And I'm in such gratitude that you gave me this platform and the time to share this. And I want people to know, I came back to get this message out. It's not, it's a vocation for me now. And I will tell you, if you do this as a book club, if it works with my time zone, you I will zoom in on your book club Ooh, and give you 30 nice. minutes of my time. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone.
0: Um, it's been an intense couple of uh, weeks with this conversation. So spend some time processing journaling, what is your soul trying to tell you today? And we'll be back again uh, next week. Bye.